Welcome to First Rate Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. On today's episode of First Rate Podcast, we have former Washington Redskin, Dallas Cowboy, Miami Dolphin wide receiver Anthony Armstrong joining us at about the 30 minute mark. We also have some great topics for you. Quarterback wise, wide receiver, um, stacking of wide receivers in the NFC East, plus a bunch more. Y'all know how we do. It's time to get into it. Y'all ready? Let's go. Yeah. First stream podcast. Yeah. Two Danny. Dre on the beat. You know. Yeah. What's your favorite squad? Tell me who you going with. First stream podcast. Yeah, we keep it lit. We got the latest updates. We don't pump fake. Like, come and share. We don't care. Feel free to hate. We got great guests. Join us. You should chime in. Houdini on the intro for the time being. Uh, Lady A, representing Washington. Uh, Pick Washington, everything Washington. Yeah. Mo coming out of Dallas, know the business. What? Said, them Georgia Bulldogs ain't quitting. Uh, yeah, if you ain't watching sports, you ain't living. About to get my mattress mac on, about to pay the million, pay the million. Let's talk about it. We all grown and cool, we can talk about it. Before we hit the news, we gon' talk about it. Oh, you wanna bet? Let's pop a battle bow. Yeah. Welcome back to First Street Podcast presented by Bet Rivers. Make sure you guys download the Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the First Street Podcast. Hit the bell to enable alerts for new content just like this. Don't forget to give us a good thumbs up, leave comments, subscribe, and please tell a friend to tell a friend about First Stream Podcast. Like I said, man, we got a, a gang of topics to get to today. We're going to have a lot of fun. I hope y'all ready. Get in that chat and be ready because uh, we're going to talk about some things that make you want to tap your fingers and everything else. You're going to yell and cuss, but we're going to get to it. Let's bring my man Sid in here. How are you, sir? Always here, always ready. How about I that? see you. I see you. How about that? <laughs> hey, hey, are you ready to get into it? Because we jump straight into a Falcons topic as soon as we get everybody in the building. Hey, I'm ready. I'm, you know, I'm ready. I got, I got some pieces to say. I got pieces to bring. I got a little, inf- most, a little information to toss out there. But you know, I'm a Falcon fan, so I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. They about to, they about to uh, pluck your feathers and send you up north. <laughs> hey, let's get a, a lady that needs a nap always in the building. Hello, Lady A. Hello, that's always just always, always. beauty always. naps. Yeah, beauty I need nap. all the time. It's in my DNA, apparently. It's working though. It's working. So, <laughs> hey, listen. The next, the next co-host that we bring in here, he speaks toothpick. Because sometimes I've been doing like, let's bring Ammo in, man. How are you, Ant? What is this? I don't that's, know what he's That's started. the start of toothpick. Oh, okay. <laughs> it starts with some type of weird sign language. Right. <laughs> man, look at, us, look at all us in our white looking like a family reunion. That's a whole family reunion, bro. That's a whole family reunion. Somebody about to get kicked out the fam. Say it. Oh. Since you go up north, hey, look at the head on red and black early, but then you know, hey, hey, listen, we we, we go all white today. Listen, now we got a true Falcons fan in the building. Um, oh, Lady E, Lady E, 
uh, is joining us right now. She wants to talk Falcons with us and say it. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. How about y'all? We're doing great. It's nice to meet you. We would like for you to first go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been a Falcons fan. Ooh, since birth? I mean... Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm true to Atlanta, everything. I mean, so, yeah, following my daddy's footsteps. So, yeah, I remember wearing my first... uh, When I really, really got into it, I had a uh, Michael Vick jersey dress, so... Um, yeah, I was, I was at the game, have my Jersey dress on with my Melissa's and yeah, we're, we're good to go. So, um, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, East side to be exact, Kirkwood to pinpoint out exactly where I'm at. So I'm true zone six, um, grew up military brat though. Uh, most of my people come from Augusta, Georgia, but I am Jamaican at the same time. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, I'm a daddy's girl. When whatever daddy did, I did. So he was the one that got me into sports. Um, first sport I ever learned was baseball. So um, baseball okay. has, a, has a has a true feeling to my heart. Then I learned uh, basketball because my dad was a rep and he was an umpire. So that's that's the, how the, I got into those and football and everything else started coming along because I was cheerleading on the sideline and I I needed to know what was going on, what I was cheering for. So. Okay. <laughs> That's that's pretty much. So I'm a all around type person, but um, sports has my heart. So yeah, sports got your heart. Okay, good because we're talking good, some good, good sports good. here today. So I understand good. that you and our resident uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Had- <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Philadelphia Eagles? I meant Atlanta Falcons, Georgia North fan. Yeah. Uh, got into some good things uh, over the draft. So. Yeah, we, we we had we had a, a, a couple of good debates going back and forth across Twitter about uh some of the, the oh before I get that right now the Braves are pounding a boss and we are five nothing. I'm not I'm, I'm not I wasn't worried about them. I, I hey, see, that's what that's what see that, see that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, find a female version of said. It's the I'm not even worried about the Braves right now. Like, you know, they they won't get me until we probably get into that Philly series. And that's when we, I'm going to have to really pay attention. But right now, this little series, we got. Hey, but like I said, we we, kind of connected over uh, Twitter. Uh, We were talking back and forth about uh, the Atlanta Falcons' current picks. And uh, just was just giving our opinion on on different things about uh, who Atlanta picked, why they picked, and what the overall makeup of the team was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as you were saying over Twitter, you were talking about how they fixed some of the problems on defense by some of the people they had brought in, mm-hmm. and and that. Um, well, let's not say fix. Let, let let's not use the words fix. I should say fix. Yeah. Um, Helps out should be the best there, word there we for go. Yeah, let, I ain't gonna say fix because yeah. you and I both know they didn't fix the defense. They addressed well, I, well, it. They addressed I, I, it. Yeah, thank you. They addressed it. They they mm-hmm. pretty much added the pieces that we needed to get to where we need to be for this season, and right. then we can probably holler at this again next season. But this season, now that they had money, now that they had opportunity to really actually go in, I mean, um, don't don't get me wrong. I love Dan Pease. Dan Pease is a legend when it comes down to defenses, but his defenses were not shaped up for us. I feel like we brought in Dan Pease just to try to get us something. Again, we were taking paper clipping little bitty streams and making something happen. We were getting sacks, okay? We weren't dead awful on defense, but we weren't that good on defense either. So, um, 
So that's pretty much kind of how I look at it. I'm not, again, I, I'd rather have foundation pieces, but right now we need to first, let's get some vets in. Let's, let's go ahead and get that, help these younger guys that we are bringing in to help build them up. But I'm not going to say that it, it's, it's fixed, but it's solidified for right now. I got to ask you a question first. So your number one pick was the running back out of Texas. Uh, were you upset about that? No, nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, somebody, no, somebody no, was. Somebody. No, no, I'm in the thing. Uh, half the fan base was. Um, in all retrospect and honesty, we got a rookie quarterback. Okay, we got a rookie right. quarterback. One thing that sucked for us was pass protection. Our run blocking was amazing. I mean, top ten. So again, when we think about it, we need something to help him out. He's an all-around back. We don't know how much longer we got in Cordell Patterson. Don't get me wrong. They did switch him from wide receiver to a running back. But we don't know how many we, what we have in Cordell Patterson right now. Um, Huntley, the one that came off the Prattless squad, he's coming off an injury, off an Achilles injury. We don't know if we're going to get the same Huntley from him. Tyler Algier, wonderful back, fifth-round pickup, a 1,000-yard wide receiver, breaking record. Mm -hmm. But, again, who's behind him? And then again, we don't want to be like the Dallas Cowboys in the Zeke situation running him. Oh, you trying to make here. Aunt mad already? Why would I be mad? Why would I be mad when she's speaking facts? She actually will talk hey, you under the table true. just like me. I, I keep you keep, not at all. Keep going, Lady E, because you talking. <laughs> I, 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 so I talk to Cowboys fans every single day. So trust me, they've been wanting to get rid of Zeke, but they yeah. never gave Zeke a running mate either. That's one thing that the Cowboys felt like it was always not a, a good running mate. They pound and ground him to, to the ground. I don't want to see that for Tyler Algier. And then one, Tyler Algier is not a good pass catcher out the backfield, but he can run and pound. But how long can we have somebody to keep him running and pounding? So, again, this Bijan, you know, Bijan coming in all around perfect, can catch out the backfield, can block. We can put this man in the slot, line him up. on. A, we can do a lot of things to help Desmond Ritter. The thing about it is this is Desmond Ritter's year to see if he's actually going to be something. Because, again, if he's not third-round pick, we, he's expandable. We can we can figure out some other things to do. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we got Heineke in the back. You know, if they want to move forward with him, that's fine with me. At the end of the day, I feel like – <laughs> I feel like they. I, I feel like the issue was is where the tables turned and where it kind of messed up with Arthur Smith and our regime is that they thought they were going to have Matt Ryan just a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. They thought that they did, and you know their guy Not was be trade. Their guy take nobody didn't want Matt Ryan after a while. But hey, that that was a solidified QB. They lost their QB when they was trying to go get Trey Lance before we even picked Kyle Pitts. You know, people talking about Justin Fields. I said Justin Fields will still be struggling like he is in, in Chicago, probably even worse because of how we were set up. So, again, I never expected to do anything until 2024, to be honest with you. So, we ride on target for me. Like, I never okay, expected so, him to really be well, this, I, I hear what you're saying about what he could do with the running mate and, and running back. But the thing is this. You, you're bringing back pretty much the same offensive line. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, no matter how much you run the ball, there are going to be times where you're going to have to put the ball into the air. Your tackle, our tackle, uh, Caleb McGarry, who they cut, they cut, then pick up his fifth year option, then they cut it. Well, you know what? We can't find anybody. But there were players, there were offensive players at that at number eight that were decade players you could have plugged in and allowed. I mean, like you said, it is on Algiers and, and Patterson back there, but you would help to try to solidify the offensive line. That one of the best things to help a new quarterback 
is a solidified offensive line. Because if you I can always go back to Joe, I'm sorry, but it's a habit. But if you if you look at some of the complaints they were giving Stetson Bennett in Georgia was that the offensive line was too well and he had too much time to throw the ball. He could see everything. That, that's what the report was about him. Mm-hmm. They wanted to see that on constantly him being tested, whether or not he'll be good. Who cares? If you got a great offensive line, stay with the offensive line. We did run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Again. There are going to be times where people are going to stack the line and make you throw the ball. We cannot have offensive tackles getting two steps and standing on top of the quarterback, which is what happened last year. Yes, yeah, that's why I, I don't. That was my don't problem know. with them drafting Bijan. I don't mm-hmm. know if any. I don't know if any offensive line really yeah. gives the time like they do in college. Because don't forget, in college, you can go get a ton of, of five-year, yeah. uh, of five-star prospects, and you have them for at least three years. And you can stack them on top of each other. But in the NFL, there's a it's, salary it's, cap. No, no, Pete, you, you, you're taking it too far left. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to fix offensive line. I'm not, there's never going to be a perfect offensive line. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. You like bring back the same people and think you're addressing the offensive line. I got you. you I understand not. that. I understand, I understand what you're saying. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, I, I think even in 91, I think that they gave up single digit sacks. Right. But who has who has constructed an offensive line has done something like that as of as of lately? You know what I mean? Like these defensive linemen now are way too, too good. You know what I mean? To not go get some sacks. And the the Chiefs didn't give up a sack in the Super Bowl. But they gave up sacks prior to. They had two weeks to prepare for the Eagles' offense, a uh, defensive line, right? So right. the the fact that Stetson Bennett had time and time and time to throw is because that's college, right? But I mean, but in, some of in the pros, that, that you, don't happen. You're still missing the point of that pick. It, it wasn't that it was just college. If the point is they were using that against him. But they do the same thing against versus CJ Stroud, and they, they using, do the same that, thing versus Bryce Young. They, they didn't say that because the offensive line was too good. He, he could he, he possibly deserved better. They literally said that. About yeah, they say the same, they say the same thing about Alabama quarterbacks because they stacked with five stars. They say the same thing about Ohio about State. Young. Yeah, they did. They said Bryce no, Young is not. going to got all the best talent around oh, in the no. SEC. Wait, you just said it. Throwing to him. the best talent. They're talking about the offensive line. That's two different things. You don't be under stress. I would say this. The one, you, the one you really can't compare a college to the NFL because, again, these guys that we're bringing in, uh, I, I see what Arthur Smith was trying to do. His bread and butter is running the game. You know, that that's pretty much what it is. You're not going to break up that offensive line to try to address the pass when he's one and running pound a lot of times. So, I mean, even with us picking up um, Bergeron from Syracuse, that was to address that situation. That was in to bring us a guard to try to help us with the pass protection. Again, we're not going to see another Dallas Cowboys when they had that marvelous offensive line and everybody wanted to go over there and did. They caught very crazy hold when on, he got back into she, the first she's, with the first She's one. giving up way too many Cowboys. Hold on, hold on, hey, lady. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's not going to hit it. Hey, you're not going to want to hear that right there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lady E, for saying that. Because he keeps bringing up this 91. Nobody knows this team. No, you don't because you were born in 93. No, I was definitely (laughs) watching football and around. Nobody cares about that Washington team that you're speaking of. But listen, the greatest football team ever. No, it wasn't. Go ahead. That's where you're unreal. But this is the thing. 
this is what I do think you're missing, Pick, is the point that Sayer was making is, regardless if you're going to have to pay those linemen or not, at some point with a number eight pick and a wealth of proven winners at your disposal, you took Bijan. That's not going to be the core foundation of picking, of starting a championship team or none of that. If you want to see if Desmond Ritter really is that guy at some point, put a, put a, what's the guy's name? Bryce is, was that, not Bryce, um, who was that lineman? Broderick, what was his name? Oh, Roderick Jones. Roderick Jones. Roderick Jones. Put one of those guys up there or go on the defensive line. That's how you're going to build something that's sustainable. You got to start somewhere though. You worry about paying those guys later. But don't but but you put Bijan in there, yeah, he'll be great. He'll go do a bunch of things. But when you need somebody to keep Desmond upright or go get a sack, you get you had Jalen, yeah, Broderick, you had you had options that you that you should have probably took over Bijan. That's that's they, not gonna well, equate to well, I think the only really tackle that was off the board was Paris Campbell at that time, right? I have a question for you, Pick. The the yep. team, the Redskins team that you're referring to, what was their strong point? Uh their offensive line. Okay. That's why I asked that question because you're saying that was the greatest team in history. Well, that was one of the greatest offensive lines in history. Of course. Of course. So that's what you need to succeed. That's kind I, of hey, I'm, well, I'm not well, arguing the I fact that you don't need a uh, I'm not arguing the fact that you don't need an offensive line. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. But it takes time to build that offensive line because that that 91 team, that was their third Super Bowl. That was their fourth appearance in a Super Bowl. Right. Right. Now they got beat by the Raiders when they went back to back, but it took time to build that lineup. It it didn't just happen in 91. With somebody though. You don't yeah, you don't they, bring back but, yeah. but that's what he's saying. You don't bring back the exact same offensive line and expect different results. You well, should have went and got somebody. I don't think that they're going to start this, the season this, with the exact same offensive no, line. No, yeah, because the, the, the thing about it is what – so talking about Super Bowls, the Falcons' offensive line back in 2016 when we went was not the top. It was not the best offensive line. They played well, and- okay, but they were not the best. So I always say this. When it comes down to offensive linemen, especially now, like, you know, again, this is a passing league now. We're not we're, we're not a running league anymore. It's a passing league now. When it mm-hmm. comes down to it, for me, as long as you can protect and serve and, and it's competent and you can get your job done, yeah, I'm not going to expect all A's across the board because you're not going to get all A's. You know, right. that, you're not – again, it's hard as hell to try to get a super team offensive line. Now, we all know defense win championships. Now, that's why a lot of Falcon fans were arguing that we should have won defense. But, again, I want people to, to understand this. The Falcons have never really had a defense since John Abraham left, okay? We've been trying to get a defense <laughs> since that brother man left, okay? We've been trying to get some type of pass rush since he left. We've addressed it several times using a high draft pick and half of them that have panned out. The only one that I can really say that really, really panned out for us right now is A.J. Terrell. Okay, so when we're sitting over here thinking about that, we can't keep going and dressing the same situation if we have not fixed or even tried to find out where the problem is. We all know where you got to have passwords. So we know we're going to need some edge. We're going to need some linebackers. We're going to need all of that. But the problem is, is every time we have tried that before in the past from Dan Quinn, a defensive mind coach who made the league the boom, he still didn't have his defense that he's sitting over here wanted. He was playing players out of position and yes. to try to make something happen. Knowing that Big Beasley didn't want to go sit over here and go serve our great Lord, but still wanted to give him his fifth year option. 
and I never understood why he did to Vic Beasley. But like exactly. Why, 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 why drop him out? Why drop him in the coverage if his thing was was rushing the passer? The dude led the league in in, in sacks. Else. He didn't have nobody else to put in that position. Same thing. Deion Jones was never a middle linebacker, but you put he, he played the position right. He mm-hmm. tried to go get his Cam Chancellor and Keanu Neal, and that didn't work. So again, when we're talking about that, the Falcons have tried everything. I like what Arthur Smith and them did, and they brought in a new defensive coordinator. They let him have a say of what he was looking for. Yes, we did pick from a rival with the Aints. We did take some of their players. But, again, what they're looking at is finding those people that have some type of pass rushing to give us those sacks. Because half them players that we brought in have they literally added up together had more sacks than we did as a whole unit last year. So yeah. I'm going to see what they're going to do. See how this is going to play out, and then let's start building our foundation. Then let's all start right. bringing in that new talent. Ah, all right, okay. I can agree. I, you know, I, I can agree with that. I, I can agree listen. with that. <laughs> I, she cold, dog. She is. She is. We was going back and forth, but I said, we gonna have to. We, I mean, you know, we definitely gonna see, have to bring her back. We gonna have to. We gonna have to bring her back. I can see your point. I can. I can because I mean, like both of us, we want the Falcons to succeed. They they brought in a ton of one or two year uh, players, a ton. Yep. So so they're not coming back with the same old thing. Now my question to you is this: It sounds like a rebuild. This is this is for you and said. So, as a Commanders fan, um, you know we watch them and they talk about winning with, with running the ball and playing some great defense. Do y'all think that's what the Falcons are going to do this year? Is try to run the ball, control that clock? And win with some defense on the back end. Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna have to find some way to help Desmond Ritter. Like again, if he's not, Mm -hmm. I I promise you. Like when it comes down to it, we saw what we needed to see from Marcus Mariota. If our bye week wasn't as late as it was, we would have pulled that man out sooner rather than later. But we Desmond Ritter went two for two. Okay, in two games we could have won if London didn't get his freaking pocket picked in the Ravens game, and if we didn't have don't don't do it. Now I am. He should have never got his pocket pick. I'm gonna get on him because he should have never got that pocket pick. Take them sleeves off, bro. Sit <laughs> over there and take them sleeves off. Should have never got that pocket pick. But nah, but that's that's just what it is. Again, we were close. We we had the we, we had it. Even in the Saints game, we had it. But then even the games that we won, you can tell that Desmond Ritter has it. Give him a full offseason. Let him work with Kyle Pitts. Let him work with Drake London. Now he got some more pass catches and Bijan and everything like that. So is that hold on? My um stove decided it wanted to sing at me today. Okay, there we go. <laughs> like it decided it wanted to sing. But no, like let him get that build up that um that connection. Hold on. Man. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> I do know, but I, I think that is a good point because I was sitting up a rack in my brain. I'm like, you either believe in Desmond Ritter or you just don't know what you're doing. To me, what I saw, he looked like he showed some pretty decent flashes of somebody that could develop into something, especially considering if you put some better talent around him, if you put a line that can keep him upright. So right. it seemed like said you weren't really too high on him, but you kind of knew well, they're going to roll with them, so we're just going to have to wait this thing out and see what it is. But I, I mean, did we, uh, what Arthur Smith did was he 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 brought the Tennessee Titans system I don't even to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't, yeah. don't want to say that because every time yeah. we get a court coach that do that, I just be like, I mean, but if, if, you, if you look at what we're running, we're running the very, very, very similar 
to what the Tennessee Titans ran. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they got King Henry. We already know that. Right. But when you look at the similarities to what we're doing, because let's let's even look at what happened in the Washington game. Where Don't do it. You Mariota throw that? that pick on on the three yard line instead of doing you're what? Trying to, you're Run trying to make ball. me bro. Listen, y'all first lost off, that y'all, game. y'all are inside. <laughs> y'all are inside the red zone. The field shrinks. It really shrinks. We can, we don't have to stack the box because the box is stacked. There's the goal line and nothing else. That's And you should run the ball. Yeah. And yeah. get your running back Listen. Hey, listen. Yeah, okay. We appreciate you coming on, Lady E. We are not rushing you. We're not rushing you, but um, man. Say it. She talks some good Falcons ball. We have to have hey, her back. I'm trying to tell you, man. Yeah, we'll to have you. her back. Listen, Even Ed, you, man. Can you bring a Cowboy fan hey, on that, that know time. what they talk about sometimes, Ed? Oh, wow. No, I, me and the Cowboy fans, we are not – we're not friends. I think they got right. mad because somebody tried to gift me a Cowboys jersey, and I used it as firewood. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, she's yeah. smart, too. She's yeah, real like, smart. Yeah. Listen, be saying that to me. That. That's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, look, everybody, everybody keeps saying bring her back. Yeah, right. we will, dog. We got her. Hey, we'll bring you, her hey, back. Thank man. you for your time. Thank you for the invite. No, no, if you may say it, Matt, th- you're welcome back. No, right. fine. Just, just tell me what, just tell me when and where, and I'll, I'll be there. I love talking, talking about my Falcons, boy. He'll tell you. I talk about my Falcons even if I have to down them and, and get mad, but I'm still going to root for them. <laughs> I got you. We got well, you. We're you burn the Cowboy jerseys, you ain't welcome. That makes you more more welcome. Hey, thank you for thank you for joining us. All right, we got a question for everyone now here. Uh, before we get Anthony Armstrong in the building, we got a question for y'all. Um, everyone knew that the commanders was looking for a quarterback, right? Everyone knew that the commanders was looking for a quarterback, they searched far and wide. And some say that they called or may have made mention of this to one Andrew Luck. Now Jim Ursay is calling for an investigation. Said. Mm-hmm. Lady A, are the commanders about to get fired up? Yep. Are they about to get the Miami Dolphins treatment? What's yep. going on? Yep. Yes, Lady A. I think Andrew admitted to the fact that they reached out to him. So when you That's have the, the the prime witness saying, yes, they called me, what do you do? Uh, you don't listen to a person who has been concussed more than... <laughs> you don't do that. He got CTE. Well, you, you, can't can't believe, you have to prove him wrong then. If that's the claim, how do you ask, prove him wrong? Ask him what color is the sky because he's seen it a lot. Stop it. Oh, man. That's messed <laughs> no, up. So, you don't, so, wait. You're defending the commanders? No, no. I'm defending them on something. I'm like going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Honestly, if they tampered with the quarterback that has been retired for at three years at that point in time, whose body has – yeah, he's retired for three years at that time. Mm-hmm. If they tampered with him, whoever did it, they are immediately fired. I don't it's too easy. It is too easy to pick up going in and out. Not on the team no more. 
You said the person who called is not with the team anymore. Team no more. Yeah, they probably this. That's probably it, this is probably a witch hunt at this point. Like, but why you would you gonna... call him? <laughs> yeah, they were extremely desperate. That was very clear. All right. Uh, I don't. I if you if you made contact with a person, it's too easy to call the team that holds that team's that person's rights and say, "Is this person available?" That's that's too easy. These coaches have each other's numbers and stuff like that. That's the proper way to do it, mm-hmm. right? This is the equivalent of an NCAA violation. So, question: um, Have the commanders in the last few years been doing things as they should? Uh, I think we know the answer to that would be no. Okay, then. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised to hear this. A hundred percent surprised because this is too easy. Like he, this is not Ron's first time being a coach. This is not the Marty's first but time being in the front Ron office. Nobody said but, but but listen, this is people in the front office. This is not their first go around. Remember, they are Capanthers, right? They are Capanthers. He brought the whole Panthers front office up to DC. <laughs> they are all Capanthers. They've done this before. <laughs> Okay, so here here's where we have to we have to be real about who we're talking about. Okay. Just like it's too easy to reach out to that team, it's too easy to treat your employees properly. It's too easy. But 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 they got that got wrong. But they keep talking about the things that they've gotten right, the way that they've started that's to treat people. people. That's but what you people do. But now you're you're wrong when you're trying to do the Searching for a quarterback, calling all 32 teams with this they, one team whose owner more often than not. And when people do stuff, when people are being dirty and they're doing stuff that they have no business doing, are they going to tell you this is what I did wrong? Or are they going to point out things that they feel is right? But he's I mean, never why, done this before in his not. whole mediocre career. Who is Ron he? Rivera? Just Ron, Ron Rivera. Hold Ron on, Rivera. Right? Say it wasn't right. Nobody said it was Ron. Yeah, nobody said it was Ron. But they, but they're saying they're not saying it's Ron. But they're saying somebody made contact with O'Boy. Somebody, somebody, they, somebody has made contact, and they said it from the commanders. They won't tell us who it was, but they said somebody from the commanders did make contact with him before y'all signed Carson Wentz. But that's the exact team that we was talking to to get the Carson Wentz trade when they were going to cut him. This was supposedly before that bro. trade. When they when they, they figured when they figured out they couldn't woo him out of retirement, that's when they, they went, went toward the Carson the Carson Wentz trade. Said, I, I, Don said I could see this happening under Jay Gruden, not Ron Rivera. And if this has happened, if the commanders are guilty of tampering um, what do you think the penalty is going to be? I don't know, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to say something yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's a hesitation, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Aunt, before you start speaking in the sound. Wait, you you mute it now? No, I know. I, I it when you take them off, it's gonna do that. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah we got, we got you. you. I think it'll be. I think their typical thing would be something like five hundred thousand dollar fine, and they might take a first round pick. That's 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 the nature of how they try to handle these things. We all know the picks are going to affect them more than the money, even though that franchise is strapped for cash apparently. So that could also affect them. But 
Yeah, I think it, it definitely would have to be money and picks. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you you know why are you reaching out to Andrew Luck? Like, not that he wasn't a really good quarterback, but that guy is not mentally or physically ready to throw a football or call a play in the NFL. He got no. beat up to high heavens. Okay, like it just doesn't make sense to me. That's the guy you chose. You'd been better off going to RG three. Oh, oh wow! wow. Stop. Stop. Stop it. All right, All right. Dude, look. look. I'm sorry, go ahead. You are. That's you too. No, no. That's what as soon as we started talking. Oh, and did you turn off your headphones? Your earphones? Mm hmm. Because, Aunt, you know, Oh, okay. I know what I can do. I got you. I'm a. I got you. I know what I'm going to do. One second. Hold, please. Gotcha. <laughs> we, we, we will uh, be right back after this commercial break. Now we'd like to take time and send a shout out to our sponsors, Bet Rivers. Make sure you download that Bet Rivers app or go to www.betrivers.com. Like I said, you must be 21 years or older to play. And if you play like me, you know I love to play straight bets, NBA, NFL. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get you with the straight bets. And what's up, man? Now, like this guy just said, he wants to be straight leg Sam, but I'm better known as Parlay Pete. So I go two, three, or four leg parlays as long as it ain't the stanky leg. Say what you got. Okay, you know, shout out Brett Rivers because how we do it. I got future bets. Future bets, what do you mean? Next year, who you got? You know, Georgia going for three Pete. Want to put your money down on Georgia now? Get those good odds now. Want to Heisman? Hey, put your money down on Carson Beck. You never know. It could be next Heisman. You know, same thing with NFL. You got another team, put on that team. NBA, same thing. You know, future bets is what I do. I like to put my money out there early. Let it sit. Let it marinate because you never know what's going to come back in the end. Lady A, what you got? Well, I like the over-under. I also like those player props. So whoever your favorite QB is, that running back, bet on them. Bet on them. And that's what we got. Holler at our guys at Bet Rivers. All right. Welcome back to First Spring Podcast. Now, it is time to bring in our guy, Anthony Armstrong. We're going to talk a little wide receivers. We're going to see what's good. Let's check out Anthony right now. How are you, sir? I'm good. What's going on? I mean, y'all cut to that commercial threw me off. I was like, they changed clothes quick. Change clothes. Let's put you in the big box here. All right. So listen, we got Anthony Armstrong in the building, former wide receiver in NFL. So we're going to get right to this thing right now. Okay. You played in the NFC East, the NFC Beast. I would like for you to stack the wide receivers in the NFC East for us because this list came out earlier today about uh, who are the best wide receivers, and um, we'll tell you where the commanders landed a little later. Okay. Is this a, is it, was that a league-wide list? It was a, it was a league-wide list. It was. League it was the league-wide wide receiver list. But uh, we just going to concentrate on the East because you've been there. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, man, I can tell you this. Well, number one, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Glad we right. got to work this out. Uh, my, 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 my little guy is over here trying to bring me something to eat, so I appreciate that. The, uh, oh, got the hard day's work? Yeah. Yeah, he got, me, he got me hooked up with some grub. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? What's up? <laughs> okay. What's up, little Armstrong? All right, yeah. <laughs> He's out of here. 
the thing about this commanders receiving core, I honestly think they're at least top eight, top seven, top eight in the league. Um, okay. And you could argue where they land. I, I think you have so much talent. Now, you look just stacking them in the NFC uh, East, I feel like they got to be one or two. I feel like they got to be one or two. Now, one, um, there's so much depth. Terry McLaurin, obviously a spectacular receiver. I mean, the guy finds a way to be productive regardless of who's throwing the ball. I could be back there, and he'd still catch for 1,100 yards. And that's not, you know, and I can't throw the rock. So he's played with, like, what, 12 quarterbacks or something ridiculous? And he's always had. Yeah, at least eight. So he's had over 1,000 yards uh, each season. Jahan Dotson, guy runs every route that you need. Um, I was thinking earlier, it's very rare that you're going to have a 5'11", 5'10", 5'11", receiver. That's your best red zone threat. The guy can get loose in a phone booth. He can't touch him. Now he's got great run after the catch. Uh, and then when you go and look at Curtis Samuel, he's a switch. He's a, uh, so I say a switch play. That ain't, that's a Swiss Army knife. That's the one. He can do so many things. He's very dangerous right after the catch. Use him in the slot on some of those short plays. Um, get him the ball quickly. He's dangerous. Now, if you're looking at you know Dallas, that may be some people's one want to you know pick them first or maybe even Philly. I think Philly really they have their top two. They don't really mm-hmm. have that much depth going to that third receiver. I think Curtis Samuel is better than the third option in Philly. Um, I think the, the 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 routes that they run in Philly it's kind of limited. Uh, based on what they're going to have them do. They don't really ask them to do that much. Uh, they run a lot of slants, you know, things of that nature. Um, Dallas is, is mostly C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup's not back to where he was before. Um, and then they just picked up Brandon Cooks, and he's going to be trying to do what he can to take the, take it, to take the top off of uh, defenses. So, And, hell, the Giants, they, they, they were just trying to go receiver by committee last year. So easily the top one or two receiving core in this division is what the commanders had. Um, in this division, top one or two, I got you. Uh, C.D. Lamb uh, and the Cowboys ranked ahead of the Commanders. Um, Ant, Ant's the Cowboy fan here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let Ant get in there right now. So so looking at the numbers, I mean, I what Philly did is actually impressive because, you know, A.J. Brown only had 88 catches. Mm-hmm. And he 88. let – and he led that he led our division in yards, you know, and all that. So we know that they were more of a big play uh, offense. So I would have to put them number one just off of that alone. That's and then you, you then, and then when you got Devontae coming in with ninety five and and a thousand, that's just impressive. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give them that. But I mean, of course, Jahan and those boys are definitely number two. I mean, CD was number two overall. So I mean, he's probably the best one because he had more yards. I mean, he had more yards. He was like a what, like maybe a hundred yards less than what AJ did, hundred and seven catches. Yeah, that's impressive, you know. I, you can't, especially and he got up to a late start, had a lot of drop balls early. You know, he he had to adjust to being the number one guy. So I give him a lot of credit for that, not just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but that was big for him to step up like that to be the guy that they were expecting to shut down in that playoff game and to still execute to that level that's big you know it's easy to bracket a guy like him out of a game if he's the only guy he's not physically imposing you know what i'm saying it doesn't have the most craziest speed ever so there's a lot of arguments to be made for that but as a unit i got to give it to philly first i can't give it i'm not i'm not going to really give it to philly like i just feel like they they do make a lot of big plays and you got to look at their their offense as a whole. 
it it frees up you know AJ Brown to have one on one, and you have to be so you need your DBs to be involved in the running game to stop Philly. If your safeties and corners aren't getting up there and starting to you know make some tackles, they're going to run all over you. So then, what that forces you that well that makes you susceptible to that play action and and to getting beat deep over the top. So. I mean, mind you, I would love to have any of those receivers in Washington. I think that, you know, hell, they're all good players. A.J. Brown obviously got a big bag. Devontae Smith, you know, top draft pick, one of the Heisman. C.D. Lamb, love what he can do. Um, But when you look at what Washington was working with, um, having three quarterbacks, you know what I mean? And finally, you know, you had a rookie at the, the last game of the year. There's no continuity in the backfield throwing the ball to, to this talented receiving court. So for, for for those reasons, that's why I gotta put, I have to put Washington up a little bit higher because they're dealing with less. They're working with less, if that, if that means anything. If you take a, uh, a Jalen Hurts or you take a, a Dak Prescott and put them in Washington, I'd love to have that type of consistency from those players. You I'd love to Dak. have that type of, you know. Oh, uh, we gonna get there okay, later. Let's say, you let's say you, don't, you don't want Dak, trust me. Okay, okay, <laughs> but, okay but look, let, let's say this. Let's, let's, <laughs> Regardless of how you feel about that, he's been the starter in in, in Dallas for a little while. Washington's mm-hmm. had probably twelve quarterbacks since Dak has been in the league. I, I, it would feel good to at least have somebody you can lean on. Now, and then, yeah, Dak can do better. He can do more. He can. I expect more from him. But quarterback wise, if you had to pick and say who had the better quarterback, you're going to easily say at least two teams in the division had a better quarterback than what was going on in Washington. And I and I love Taylor Heineke. I like right. Him. I think he's he's just limited in what his his upside is going to be. Yeah. The last thing I'll say, pick. I'm going to get this last thing off. I and I hate to sound like a Philly apologist because I am by no stretch that at all. But I think it. I I would have to give a little more credit to the idea of it's almost like watching Randy Moss do what he did year in and year out. We know what you're going to do, and you still can't do anything about it. Yes, you're going to have to drop these guys in. But to be able to still say, okay, in, in a lot of those moments, it was third and one or whatever it was, AJ time and time again made the plays when they needed them. That's just impressive to me because it was almost like, how does this team get beat? We found out in the Super Bowl how you don't run the ball in the second half. That's a whole other situation. But, yeah, I, you know, but, I, yeah. Lady A. No, you back. So – I just want to say this. The list came out based off of stats. So I completely understand, you know, how you're putting these wide receivers at this level and everyone else is like, well, no, they were put at this. Plain and simple. They were not getting the targets that they should have. We said it all season. Um, If, in fact, we are able this upcoming season to have Terry getting proper targets, you know, um, I think that you guys, everyone else on on this panel would completely understand what he's talking about because Terry is your, your best guy. Like he's, he's literally your best guy. And I want to say on this link, this list, he was ranked what 17. Am I correct? Yes, I feel he, like he's, the reason he's why in the middle. He's in the middle. He's in the middle of the pack, but top right. top twenty definitely. Um, and don't forget that he. Uh, oh man, he's still. It's okay. My kids do it too. 
Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> you have my little set all messed up. Man. Yeah, no, I, yeah. 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 If you see a head close behind me, it's one of my kids. Too, so. yeah. I it, hey, <laughs> it, it happens. We all have kids, right. but yeah, Terry, exactly. Terry, uh, this list is literally based off of um, just that. Je- just that where you see Philly with uh, Brown and Smith do their thing last year with Jalen, who helped Jalen get a mega contract. And then um, C.D. Lamb, who was the only wide receiver Dak really had and Cooper Rush actually had. And then you go to Terry and Jahan missed some games last year. Curtis Samuels only did it for one one year because this is his second year with us. So you can see how they have us um, a little further back behind these guys. And then the Giants, they beat us and tied us without a wide receiver at all. Mm -hmm. So imagine what they're going to be this year when they have a consistent wide receiver court. Right. Right. if, you, if you're going off stats, I mean, I saw a comment came through from Sheepdog. I think he said he's like the Philly was the NFC East champs. How did they not? Are they? How are they not better? And like I said, I'm I'm looking at the type of players that you got, and right. frankly, Washington just didn't have didn't have the the consistency at quarterback. The play call was was garbage. Frankly, if we're gonna be yeah. real about it, yeah. um, and if you change <laughs> a couple of those other of those other situations, consistency at quarterback. I just need better quarterback play. I don't yeah. need y'all to go out and go and get, you know, Patrick Mahomes to be successful. I just think you need to play better at quarterback. Give me a better offensive coordinator. I would love to see Eric Bieniemy use these weapons because, frankly, this receiving core, Washington receiving core, is it is it better than what Kansas City's had over the past two past couple seasons? Receivers, yes, yes, yeah. yes. receiving core, yes. Mm-hmm. exactly. Well, minus the cheetah, minus the cheetah. It's different, like you said. They have a quarterback, right? And I and 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 literally, we were um, we were in Houston for the Houston game. Me and me and Pitt, and I was like, "Dude, have they even targeted McLaurin yet?" And it was like the third quarter. The third quarter, yeah. It was we the third were like, quarter. "Dude, he's standing right there." I mean, what are they doing? And that was the yeah. beginning so of the game. You're right. I, I, at first, I was like, eh, "Just say nothing." You know what? You're right. Better quarterback play may get him more targets. May make him a better known product on the field because i mean we know he has the speed he can catch the ball but the consistency at quarterback to get them the ball during the game is what's lacking these dbs i believe the dbs in the nfl do know that but now we keep talking about a consistency at quarterback so i want to ask you right now a lot of national people don't believe that the commanders are going to go with Sam Howell, hey, you needed to draft a quarterback. You didn't, and now they're saying, hey, we're the about the 25th ranked team, and they're expecting us to finish pretty pretty sadly this year because we are going to put Sam Howell on the field. Um, what do you think of Sam Howell, and what do you think he can bring to this team? I think, um, you know, we have one game of tape of, what, 11, 11 passes or something like that yep. or 17 yep. passes uh, of, of Sam Howell. Um, frankly, I mean, I don't expect him to come out there and be Patrick Mahomes. I don't expect him to come out there and just put the whole team on his back. I don't think the team is built that way, right? I don't think he has to be that guy. I mentioned already, just just don't mess up. Just just get the ball to the people that you need to, and then just get the hell out the way. You got a hellified defense, right? That should that should be very very talented, and if they can get their hands on the football, then it's going to make it easy on the quarterback, right? Um, what I expect out of Sam, how I expect him to just be smart with the ball. He's going to make some rookie mistakes here and there. 
Um, do I think that they needed to go make a crazy play for a quarterback this year? Absolutely not. Because I think you end up mortgaging too many other assets just to go and get this quarterback. Uh, when you have, oddly enough, I, I've been arguing this, you're in a position where you can build this team out and make it better. And so at the end of the day, if you say, hey, Sam Howell ain't it, and we just need a quarterback, then go get your QB. You already got every other piece put together. I wouldn't want to sacrifice having a better defense and, and having some other tools around just to have a top quarterback. Because if you can't keep him up right, one, it ain't going to matter. So I, I think Sam will play fine. I think he's going to be um, – he's going to have enough risk. You know, he's going to be like, eh, I'll throw it. Why not? He probably has a little Rex Grossman to him where he's going to throw that ball deep. I'd like to see that he threw it deep to uh, – to, to Jahan, and he, he's willing to put the ball down there. That's yeah. a part of the game that was missing. Um, you know, combining his young mind with Eric Bieniemy and that offense and what they can do, I think it's a good thing because he's more malleable, right? He, he doesn't know anything. He hasn't been in a system in the league where he's going to, oh, I remember this play. I, this is how I read it. And kind of have, you know, you kind of get like a robot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, like, for, like, for example, Carson Wentz. The best that Carson Wentz did was he throws it to his tight ends. And you could tell that when he was running the quarterback, he only really went to certain players. He only, they only ran certain plays with him. Whenever Heineke was in there, they started to open it up a little bit more. I think with Sam Howell, you're going to probably get more of an opened-up offense. I don't think you're going to see him dinking and dunking around. So I expect a few fireworks here and there, but I don't think they're going to lead with the pass all day. All right, so you 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 saying like a run game mixing in the pass till Sam gets comfortable? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't agree with the whole two to one run to pass <laughs> ratio that you know uh, Martin Mayhew was trying to put out yeah. there. I think you have you have three dogs at receiver. I, I you want to get those guys the ball, and then that should loosen up the defense so that you can hand the ball off to Brian Robinson, you can hand it off to AG, you can hand it off to the new guy out of uh, out of Kentucky, uh, what, Chris Rodriguez. I want to say Chris it is Rodriguez. so. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, maybe it's not a ground and pound like we're just going to be out physical. You, like you're going, they're going to teams are going to make Sam Howell throw the ball. They're going to say you're going to have to throw it. We're going to come up here and press. We're going to put everybody in the box, and we're going to see if you can throw the ball. And if he can do that, then this offense can flourish. Uh, it can it can just have no limits pretty much. So, I'm I'm excited for what you know what he's going to be able to bring, but also you don't you just don't know. You know, you got to go back and look at tape from college and, and, and get excited from that. So, hell, he led the NCAA in passing. So, why not? Why not have a little excitement for him? All right. So, I like it. You're high on Sam, just like me. Lady A, get in there. So, just like all of y'all. Like, hold on. Just like you. <laughs> just yeah. like all of y'all. I like Sam all, Lady A was first. You you, you were not talking about <laughs> Sam Howe. I have a last reason to do that way. Okay. And, and actually, me and me and said we're kind of telling y'all to put him in a long time, long before you jumped on the bandwagon. Hold song. on, hold on, hold on. I, I think y'all wanted to be so y'all can see you, the chip crash burn. I was, I was the last one. I was the last one to get on board. Absolutely. Lady A, lady A came out of, at, at, during training camp. She did. She came out of training camp. Hey, hey, pick. You were, hey, you were rooting for a tiny Heineke. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let me let me hold on. Let me just say this because you don't, like don't come for Taylor like that. Taylor is, I told y'all, a very intelligent quarterback. He's just little. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. So, with that said, I did get a chance to see 
Sam in in OTAs and in practice and things like that. And I knew that there was something special there. I knew it. The only concern that I had for him last season, which will transfer a little bit over to this season, was if he's in the game, are they going to be able to protect him? Because we do have a lot of quarterbacks that get hurt. So how do you feel with with the changes within the team? How do you feel about them protecting him this this season? Because we don't want another stanky leg on the field. Mm, y'all, second reference to stanky leg out here. Uh, uh, today, um, stanky leg, folks. That's, that's here at the crib. That, that lady, lady, that's one of the things I've been saying. Like, I don't care who. Everybody's like, go get Aaron Rodgers, go get Russell Wilson. I say, we don't have anybody to protect them. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we have to keep those guys upright. It doesn't matter who you get if you can't protect it. You want to go trade for a quarterback, but you don't got no, you don't got any protection. Um, we did that last I, year. Yeah, and I had to give away a guard. Now, man, look that 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 car that trade last year had me so upset. Yes, I was just like, y'all happy now? You got your quarterback, and they're like, no. And I'm like, exactly. That's why you don't just go off and do that stuff. Sometimes right. you got to sit back and wait. Now, protection wise, I think, yeah, you definitely got to keep him upright. Hopefully, those two draft picks will come in to help. Um, you know, the Andrew Wiley, Nick Gates, they can probably fit in somewhere. They just got rid of uh, Ruye. Um, mm-hmm. Andrew Norwell might be on his way out as well. Um, I would like to see somebody come in there and give, you know, Charles Leno a little competition. Um, because frankly, if you can't keep the quarterback upright, for me, you can't play. I'm sorry. That's just that's how I feel like Eric Bieniemy is gonna keep it. You're gonna have to find a way to get these blocks done. Um, but then on the uh, from the, on the coaching side, he has to uh, Bieniemy coach Bieniemy has to put plays in to get the ball out of Sam's hand quickly. You know, get creative so that teams can't just tee off on you. You know, so it, it's a group. It is a group effort. But if if there was any situation that I could be any happier, is the fact that you have these three talented receivers. You have a dog at running back at, with Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. You could turn around and hand that thing off two or three times in a row and probably be looking at third and short. And then you got some people that can get open versus man coverage, and Sam can make those throws. So. It may not be overly exciting. It may not be bombs over Baghdad or anything like that, but it can be a very efficient offense. I, I really think it can be. I think this team is really close. Um, the one position I would maybe want to see a little upgrade at is at tight end. I feel like you're missing. You're missing. You're just missing a playmaker. You know. And it, I said did that. we forget? Did we forget about what we had last year? Oh like we, Jesus. But I mean, like you have to let talent mature, right? We had a very young tight end room last year, aside from Logan Thomas, right? But the tight end room was very young. We had Amani Rogers, who was converting from a quarterback. (laughs) You had you had Turner, who uh, is a not an inline tight end, but an outside tight end. You got John Bates. I think he's in his third year. John Bates, and he's a blocking tight end. So that that room literally is really young. It is. One Anthony to another. Would you rather have Dalton Kincaid or Armani Rogers, who converted from quarterback? But he did damage. No, just let the man answer. Oh, okay, go for it. He's played. He's played tight end his whole career, by the way. But go ahead. I'll say this: Number one, if you're gonna go position like that comparison, give me the guy who's played tight end, right? But I, I wouldn't have wanted to draft Dalton Kincaid in the first round. That wouldn't have been the right play for me. I just think you got to get a little bit more out of that position, right? Like if you, if 
you never know. Armani Rodgers may find himself a little niche or a little package inside of this B enemy offense. This is all blind us. We haven't seen these guys on the field yet. We don't know what they're going to do. We're all envisioning what Scott Turner was called, right? And then everybody thinks you're going to get a Travis Kelsey. You may not get a Travis Kelsey. I just need a tight end that's going to be a threat, a little bit of a threat, you know, where you have to worry about throwing the ball to him here and there. I still want my dogs to eat on the outside. Those are my top people to go to throw the ball to, but I just need a little bit more of that tight end position. Um, I, I would have, yeah, I'd take Dalton Kincaid, but I'm glad that Washington didn't draft a tight end. I just want some more plays out of the tight end position. All right. So speaking of draft picks, are you, are you, uh, happy about Washington's draft and going defensive back first, defensive back second, and then addressing the offensive line with the third and, uh, fourth picks? You know, that went out of order for me. Um, I was first, you know, just talking on, 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 on my show we did a mock draft and Christian Gonzalez fell all the way to 16. And we were like, this isn't going to happen, but in this case, we'll take him. So when that happened, I was like texting, but I'm like, Hey man, this has got to be, you know, got to be uh, Gonzalez. But then they picked the manual Forbes. I wasn't mad at it because the guy gets his hands on the football. He takes the thing to the house. He creates plays. And plus he was rocking 13. So I got to give love for, for number 13. Um, <laughs> I think that was the right position to address. I like the fact that a lot of the DBs in this draft got their hands on the football. They have the ability to cover multiple positions. So when you're looking at Quan Martin coming out of Illinois, he's a guy that can play safety. He can play in a lot of different spots. And to me, Jack Del Rio has to be sitting here turning his wheels about how are we going to, you know, what, what are we going to put on the field? I'm thinking about the crazy combinations on, on defense, having a Quan Martin out there with Cam Curl and a Derek Forrest. Plus, you got Forbes on the outside, Kendall Fuller, and St. Juice coming back. That can be a very dangerous defense. There's a lot of people that can get their hands on the football. Now, them going back to back, it threw me off, but I'm willing to trust this draft because I feel that this front office has done a really good job in the draft over the past few years. If you look at that, look at the trade that got us Jahan Dotson. Right. Dropped from 11 to 16. Yep. It turned in, it's turned into three starts. Sam Howell, Brian Robinson, and, and then obviously Jahan Dotson. That's a good trade, right? right. Cam Curl, what was he, a fifth-round pick? Someone fifth round Terry pick. McLaurin, third-round pick. So if you're getting value that late, I'm not mad at them going DBDB and then going with those two linemen because I got to feel like some one of those two guys is going to be able to get on the field and make an impact. It might be Stromberg first. So the order – Threw me off, but I think that if they, if you say they walked in and, and Mrs. Rivera said, Ron, go on into the grocery store and get everything on this list, he got everything on the list. They didn't, they didn't stray from it. The one thing I thought they were going to get was a quarterback. I thought that you, you know, kind of had to address it, but they signed a the guy, um, undrafted free agent. But right. overall, I'm, I'm happy with the draft. I think the names aren't as Sexy, sexy as yeah. you know because you're like yeah. oh christian gonzalez and da, 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 you right. know but right. you got a guy that that has an fbs and an sec record in pick sixes all i'm seeing in my mind is d'angelo hall mm. a guy How that if you that? throw it his way he's Cap gonna pick it all yeah like that's a playmaker that gives you something that's gonna help that defense that's gonna help that offense be more successful when you know your defense can go out there and get their hands on the ball right that helps. Whenever you get Chase Young playing like Chase Young supposed to be playing, it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be exciting in FedEx. And you need it this year with this schedule coming up. 
man, mm-hmm. speaking of this schedule, because you just <laughs> talked about this as well, like we're going to face some legit quarterbacks this year. And the last time we had a schedule full of legit quarterbacks, everyone was expecting the defense to do very, very well. And they didn't. They finished mm-hmm. next to last. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. I think they finished 30th. Well, they mean, were down that's there. That's pretty close yeah. to last. That's pretty close to last. So, does that sort sort of start to add up with what everybody in the national audience is saying is the Commanders are going to be bad because we have Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and Tua and everybody west of the Mississippi on this schedule coming back. And don't forget, we still got to face Jalen and Dak and Twice. Danny Jones that we that we didn't beat. You're good there, though. Mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> that guy is. I, I'm, I'm telling a, you, I, I'm not a huge Daniel Jones fan. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that he made his money. And I was watching tape because I said something on Twitter. I was like, Daniel Jones, like they've done a great job with him. Yeah. He's gonna make a lot of money. And somebody's like, you're bragging on him. I'm like, no, the guy's playing good football. It's just simple. He yeah. he he's gonna read one, then he's gonna check it down, or he's gonna take off. Yes. And Philly and Philly took advantage of that in that second matchup. My, uh, was it Philly or was it Detroit? One of them teams, they took advantage of it because they could. you could tell if you take away his first read, he's going to quickly get it to Saquon. But that's neither here nor there. The The schedule is very difficult. You got seven playoff teams, and that doesn't include – I didn't double count the division opponents. Right, right. But you got seven playoff teams, and frankly, all a lot of it is at home. The, the right. home games are tough. Yeah. You know, San Fran makes that trip. You know, Miami, Buffalo, those guys come up there. Plus you got – you know, the division opponents, uh, the ones on the road, you're going to have to find a way to win on the road. I saw the over the uh, the six and a half was the, was the, the number for right. uh, wins for, for the commanders this year. I think they get the over. Mm-hmm. I personally I've said that I think this team can make the playoffs. I think they can s- sneak in there um, and make a little bit of noise. But this schedule is, is going to make them earn it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not one of those ones that say, hey, y'all were sorry. And you get to play all the sorry teams. It's like, no, nah, y'all got you gonna have to knock some people off their feet a little bit. You have to play some ball. Um, and I think they can do that. I think you're geared up to do that. Yeah. All right. Say it. They're making the um, playoffs, man. No, I mean, I, I, I like what you said. So <laughs> y'all all say, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, no, but look, I, I went to the facility in December, right around Christmas time. Um, my wife's from Maryland. So we went up there and then we drove over to Ashburn. And I, and I was in the building. And, you know, I, I was telling them, I was like, I don't think, you know, in the years past that I'd be able to, you know, bring my family up here and get a tour. And they're like, yeah, no, probably not. Coach Rivera's made a lot of changes. And I said, this place is in a much better position than it was when I left. He's, coach Rivera's made a hell of a lot of changes. And frankly, no other head coach has had to deal with as much off the field stuff. Oh, that's true. He, this dude dealing with Congress. Um, a congressional investigations. He's got to deal with ownership talk. He's got his running back got shot. He's got to deal with, um, you know, firing firing a defensive line coach. He got mm-hmm. traded for you. Like he's had so many things to overcome, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's only five hundred. Look at what he's got to deal with. If you finally get to the point where you don't have to deal with this off the field mess and you can focus on football." This team is really, really close. Definitely, that's why I'm excited about. He definitely needed to focus on football because he he missed the mark a couple of times. Wait, one, Mister Armstrong. What you got? You've been in the NFL locker room, yeah. and 
and, and and I know all NFL locker rooms are not the same. And I understand that, you know, coaches coach and they try to keep you guys single minded and focused. Right. So you're telling me that the coach can't be single minded and focused. The same coach that had no clue that his team could be eliminated from the playoffs. Where was his focus at during that time? Because how can you expect your players to be focused if you're not focused on the right thing? It's, it's too many times where Ron dropped the ball, but he, he wants his players to be focused? Come on now. Nah, nah, that starts nah, from I, the top. No, nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, pers- I personally feel that Ron Rivera needs to stay with the organization um, more in a front office role, you know, yeah, upper yeah. management type of a thing. To keep to keep the same culture and to keep that positivity and that vibe that he's brought to that building, I do think that I think that this year is probably an audition for Eric Bieniemy. You got a new ownership coming in, and if the offense looks good, then hell, you could say Ron, you can step into the front office and help with personnel decisions and and be the culture ambassador. Eric Bieniemy, this is your team. But yes, Ron Rivera has to make better decisions. There were some times you know in the games where I'm like, ah, you know, that wasn't the play, that wasn't the call. Um, so he can obviously he can improve, but once again, ain't nobody had to deal with that much stuff. Listen, I, 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 I totally agree. <clears throat> you know, dealing with cancer and your running back being shot, those are those are things that coaches have to deal with right there, okay? I mean, life is what it is. You don't expect for your 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 starting your future starting running back to go out on his day off during broad daylight and get shot. Yeah, that that does set the team back a little bit, and I, I got that point. I mean, you, you, you but gotta, there are some egregious things that happened last year. I'm sorry, and I had to steal your word. There were some egregious things that happened last <laughs> yeah. year. Should not happen from a head coach. Like you would not expect a Bill Belichick to make the lapses and judgments that Ron's made. You wouldn't expect a, a, a the Steelers coach uh, Tomlin to make the lapses and judgments. Heck, you wouldn't even expect um, the, the the brand new coach to make a lapse in judgments like like Ron has made. I mean, there were coaches. Last year, the Raiders coach, for instance, when they were playing San Diego and they and he, and he didn't play for a tie, he was an interim coach. The interim coach was going for the oh, win. Rich Versace. Yeah, he was going for the win, and, and the and the, the coach for the Chargers was going for a tie. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rich, hey, I know Rich Versace. Shout out to him. Um, he's hey, he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the dice if I'm in here. Right. If I'm in here interim, I might as well. I, I, right. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, pick. I'm with you. I, I think that yeah, there were definitely some situations in there where Ron could have been a lot better. Right. And when you go back and you look at it, yeah, he could be a lot better. Um, but I'm 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 just with the fact that I'm 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 really hoping. I don't want I don't want to say the guy get fired. I think he can be in the building, but being on the sideline and coaching. That's probably past it. It really I think is. So this game has changed I, I, a lot. No, I agree as well because I feel like I've I've met Ron. I've come in contact with him a few times. He's a really nice guy. He really he he is. He's a really nice guy. However, as the head coach, we have a problem. And because of that, I do like your idea for him to do something and and be there in the room because. You know, and my shout out to my girl Candy. She said he was brought in to change the culture. Okay, he was helping to do that. So perfect, wonderful. Thank you. Be there, but somewhere else. <laughs> somewhere else. We want to win. We want to make it to the playoffs. That's what yeah. we need. 
that's that, right. that's what ultimately what everybody wants to get to. They want to get to the playoffs. You got to try to win some games when it you know in postseason play, and that's that's the goal. If you if you separate the two things, on field performance, it hasn't been what anybody's expected. It's been what he's given you in the past. You know, five hundred uh, coach. You went to the, obviously went to the Super Bowl that one time uh, with Cam Newton, but he ain't had a Cam Newton at court. Right. Right. So, right. You know, I, I, that, that's why I say I, I'm, I'm confident that things are moving in the right direction. Are they there yet? Almost. Almost. I'm still saying playoffs. Though. Can't get I'm not getting off of that pedestal. Go ahead. That's Andy. fine. Hey, that's fine. Because that pedestal breakdowns eventually. <laughs> it always does. But no, <laughs> but no, but not but that's talking like a Cowboys fan. Right, exactly. Hey, no big deal, bud. We just make the playoffs on a regular basis if if our quarterback isn't hurt. But uh, who's we'll paying attention? You. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you. Yeah, we, yeah, we we'll will. Yeah, 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 you will. <laughs> but um. But no, I, I I don't have much. I I I think I brought up last show or the show before. I do wonder how much of Ron being able to move how he's moved was totally dictated by fifteen and one in a Super Bowl run. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't. I mean, even Cam Newton, for as long as he had him, had some cool stats here and there and won an MVP. But those teams weren't setting the world on fire outside of that one year. So his record, by and large, isn't worthy of the rope that he's been given here as a commander's coach you know what i'm saying so that that's just my biggest takeaway is and i hate the fact not trying to take it color based or any racial but it's like he gets to do that and be be average or below average but then there's a lot of other guys that just don't simply get that opportunity to stick around and put a system in place and see a contract through yeah, um, I, I get I get frustrated with how quick they make moves at, at some head coaching positions, and then sometimes they take a, a long time to do it. I mean, they they last year at one of the league meetings they were mentioning like, "Hey guys, you spent like eight hundred million dollars in in coaching yep. contracts that you haven't finished out. Like that's we can't do that anymore. We got to cut that out." Yeah, um, but billionaires do what they want, don't they? I mean, hey, I mean, it ain't my money. So, you know, you spend it how you want to spend it. Um, I mean, to your point, Ant, like, how the hell does a Josh McDaniels get two opportunities? Let, matter of oh, fact, word. three, three, three opportunities. Denver goes and blows that up, drafts yep. Tebow, that goes down, goes back to, to Belichick, gets the job in Indy, then switches his, changes his mind at the last second, yep. goes back to, back, uh, to New England, and now he gets the gig out there in uh vegas yes yeah so you know people ain't getting people don't get the the same treatment you know unfortunately and that's that's just yeah. we, we have to deal with that as it goes i mean frankly hell worst case we're gonna put some money together we're gonna buy a team um and then we can make the decisions <laughs> what we want to do with the head coach right so we, we put ourselves yeah. a little uh go fund me together right you talking about language <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like, frankly, like that's that's just go how it's gonna have to be until Ant was until the minority owner. Ant was gonna be the minority owner for the Bezos Group with his Amazon stock. So okay, well they told me my credit had to be above a, like a six fifty or something like that. Well, let's get let's get that fixed, man. Let's get yeah, that. Was, fixed I couldn't get I couldn't get much business credit. So I'm sorry, Anthony, man. Before the, before I get too far gone, and I, we don't had you on here for quite a while now. Anthony, tell everybody about your podcast and things like that, please. Oh man, I appreciate it. So over the past year. Uh, uh, I've been working with the Believe Network and doing a podcast called Believe in Commanders. 
It's on all streaming platforms, so check it out. Appreciate it. Um, we try to do a couple episodes a week. It's been fun to, to cover the team. It's been fun to right. talk about football. It's been fun to, to talk about a team that I played for and was able to um, to get on the field with, man, and, and to reconnect with y'all fans. And, you know, it's it's y'all are passionate. Y'all really are. Um, I've been, I'm so appreciative of it, uh, of being able to spend my time up there. So, I, you know, if y'all can, you know, go over there, give it a listen, favorite it, share it with your family or something like that. After y'all done watching, you know, the first, first, uh, the first stream podcast, y'all right. go check out Believe in Commanders. <laughs> we don't put it on back to back. Uh, but, yeah, it's been fun, man. I really enjoy it. Good, good, because we, uh, we've been trying to hook this up for a while. Um, and we're finally glad we got you here because now um, if you want to get into this next topic, you saw the whole rundown. This next topic uh, is for – everyone that's watching right now so get your fingers ready to start typing and start debating this uh this question here uh as lady a said it um uh we we're not going to debt this but we're going to debate this all right i was like i got i I spoke pick on that one hey i spoke two pick on that one i promise you i did he took the eight I said he took the A and the E out, guys. It's debate. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So here we go. Right, right, right. So here we go. Here we go. Um, Quarterback. The quarterback position, as we talked about, is probably the most important position in the NFL. But the question really is, is it worth a first-round draft pick? The stock that you have to put into this person or whatever. And then once they are successful, you have to pay them at the detriment of your full team. So for every success, there is a failure, mm. right? Say it. Got a list of first round quarterbacks. I'm gonna let say it hit this list real fast, and then uh, we'll have Anthony uh, tell us: Is it worth? We're gonna go first round quarterbacks versus all other round quarterbacks. Okay. I'm looking, so say I'm it hit the list, please. This. Come on, I mean, say it. This is. A, I mean, this is a little list that just showed um, no particular order, no particular. Uh, year, this was first round. First round quarter go with first round picks. Uh, Cam Newton, Peyton Manning, Jamarcus Russell, Tim Count, Trevor Lawrence, Eli Manning, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck. Y'all know him. Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, <laughs> John Rosen, Jared Goff, Ryan Lee, James Winston, David Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Sam Bradford, Troy Aikman, Marcus Mariota, Alex Smith, and he yeah, Trubisky was a first round pick. They traded up to get Trubisky, uh, and they told Mahomes they were going to take him. Yeah, he uh, was. Chicago he was. did. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot all about Alex Smith. Yeah, he was number How one. How could you? How could you forget? He was one of one. That was the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it he was. was number yeah. one. Mister, it's not my responsibility to get him up to speed. all right so listen for every peyton manning that you heard on there there's a jamarcus russell and did i hear a tim couch in there as well like he was the first round tim couch and don't forget that cleveland went a long time they were drafting quarterbacks bang 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 they had the jersey in the window of all the quarterbacks they drafted that played they wasn't all first round picks some of them were starters and trades and things like that but for every first round quarterback that you select you do have some failures so is it really let's let's be serious here anthony richardson was the third quarterback off the board 
please put your hand in the air if you think that that man is ready to start <laughs> this year. Yes, he's ready. Get off of him, pick. It's weird, bro. It's Anthony Richardson. It's no. Listen, listen. It's getting weird. I'm serious, man. I don't know if you. I don't know if you knew his auntie or something, and she told you, "Hey, man, try again later." But dude, let this man have it, dude. Like, there are plenty. You know, there are also people who are projected to be so great that also are bust as well, right? Exactly. Like, I get you. I get you because there. Hey, listen. There were three quarterbacks drafted in the first round. The chances are that two of them are not going to succeed. There's a good chance. Yeah, that and you're assuming. Frankly, and, and and he's assuming that one of them is going to be Anthony Richardson. That's I'm all. Saying, that's the issue. That's the issue. I'm just saying. Listen. The, the hey, thing. Go ahead, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead, Anthony. Because yeah. he, he don't have much. Yeah. But see, the thing is, you can't. You can't really. You don't know. You don't know. A lot of those things don't translate. You know, some some teams do a great job. I'll, I'll give the Eagles some love. They did an amazing job at tailoring the offense to what Jalen Hurts does the best. Correct. Yes. Second round they, draft pick. Second round draft pick, but they put in a plays that he was used to running. He ran those plays. That's why he was in so much control. And a lot of times you get a lot of pride from these coaches where they're like, you're going to run my system, and this is the yeah. only way that's going to ever go. I don't care what you did in college. And then you see a guy doesn't have success. And they're like, oh, he's a bust. It's like, eh, is he a bust? He didn't really work out here. There's so many things that go into it. Is Anthony Richardson going to be successful? I think he's going to have the athleticism. He has the athleticism to make some plays. But if he starts, I can't say. He's only played so many games in college. He hadn't seen NFL coverages. Um, it's not like the Colts have, like, a stacked roster. Now, I think Anthony Richardson would probably have more success in Washington this year than he will in Indy. Because Washington has a better team across the board, I think. Offensively, there's more weapons. I think if right now, other than handing it to Jonathan Taylor, who didn't have a great season last year, he's got <laughs> Michael Pittman and you know a couple other guys outside, but really don't have they don't got a, they don't have a receiving core like Washington does. So yeah. I feel like right now there's more it would be more on Richardson's back and shoulders to try to lift this team to the next level rather than if you go to a team that's already built out, this is why I'm wanting Washington to just kind of do what you're doing because you're building out a much better team. Here soon, Philly's <laughs> not going to be able to afford. I mean, hell, they just had to let some people go because they paid Jalen. If you got an opportunity to build out that roster, see if one of these young rookies can help you get over the hump and get that championship and then deal with the rest later. Like We already know you're going to have to lose a couple players. You're going to have to let somebody slide. But I, 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 I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not always about going and getting a first-round quarterback because I don't trust. I don't trust it whenever this name that's come out of nowhere and they're like, "This is the next whomever." I'm like, "Who the hell is Mitchell Trubisky?" No shade. I don't know the guy personally, but whenever his name started coming up, I was like, "I've never heard of this dude." I feel like he's just a like a like how Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. I don't know if you named. Did you name him too? Said. Pick Blake was more Bortles. sold on those guys than he is on Anthony Richardson. No, I don't Pick know was what not sold on Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles was a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. he didn't do anything. He wasn't that good. I mean, no. it, it, I don't know. Hell, you look at in Arizona, what they do? They picked uh, what's what's buddy? They Calum picked Murray. No, but the year before they picked the the guy before Josh Rosen. Oh, he's Josh on that Rosen. List. He's number on that one list. overall. Oh, he was their first pick. The very next year they picked Kyler Murray. Josh Rosen gets cut, goes to Miami a little bit. He ain't even in the league no more. Nope. Mm -hmm. That's that. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? We can we can say this about that. Same thing you just said. The system. 
They went and hired a head coach from Texas Tech who ran the system that Kyler Murray ran. Mm-hmm. And but guess he what? wanted Kyler Murray. So guess- for Josh Rosen, it was a bad situation all the way around. Because but the guess guy what? wait, 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 wait. Because the guy that was there who wanted him to run their system that fit him is no longer there. Mm-hmm. So he's no down. longer the number one priority anymore. Mm-hmm. Sheep dog go sit down right now. Hold on, hold on, listen, listen. The car the, the Arizona Cardinals are about to tank for Caleb Williams. So the same thing that that coach did, sitting sitting uh Rosen down and going to get um a mighty midget. Caleb Williams is next. The, the Arizona Cardinals, and, he and he's not even going to be healthy hey, this year. Have you, seen, have you seen Kyler Murray's contract? I, I have. Have I you have seen, seen Kyler Murray's contract? Have you, have you seen what Arizona's been doing to their roster? Have you seen Kyler Murray's contract? Have you seen his what Arizona's money alone to take that team? Hey, Arizona's taking <laughs> tank into a new level. His dead are- money alone will take that team. <laughs> Dude, you know, you know they could have just – you know they did a lot of moving in the draft. They could have just tried to move up and get a quarterback now if that was the case. Like that's yeah. not a good move to well, make at you, all. Well, why would why, why would you do that when you can be horrible this year because Kyle is hurt? You could be horrible this year, land at number one and get that quarterback and then gut your team again. They already started gutting that team. Arizona started gutting their team already. I'm a, the, I'm gonna say this before I had to slide because the, the wife looking at me through the window. Um, <laughs> look. All that tanking and stuff, that is not worth it to me to 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 get a first round quarterback. Exactly. It doesn't I, you have to suck very bad. Do right. y'all want to deal with that? Like, uh, I, like that's I Arizona. It. Like, oh, even like I don't want to be a, I don't want to be middle of the pack anymore, but like I also don't want to suck. Mm-hmm. I don't want to suck. I see I see some progression with the squad and I think that they're very close and you could you could get a quarterback if for whatever reason, Caleb Williams found his way to D.C., I'm sure he'd help elevate this team and take it to the next level. But I'm, I'm not trying to trade away first-round no. future ones. Nope. I'm not trying to trade away uh, Montez Sweat or Chase Young or Cam Curl or any of them names. None of those names make me say, hmm, I'd rather take this unproven rookie quarterback to get rid of this guy that I know can do something on my field. None of, none, of, none of those names. None of those names would do that for me. I see you say it. Listen, yes, ma'am. So, as far as Washington, do you feel that we pick the best quarterbacks in the first round when we do? Hey, it also depends on what's available now. Oh, because because listen, it also depends on what's available. Because let's think about this: when when you had um, Andrew Luck and RG three, those were pretty much the best two quarterbacks in. That draft. If you look at this year's draft, the best two quarterbacks went Kirk one and two. That That's but what I was going to say. You also drafted Kirk Cousins, but Kirk you know. we dra- we did, but we got Kurt in the fourth, which is part of part of Wait. our thing here today. First you round versus first? fourth round quarterback uh, versus all other quarterbacks, right? In any other round, Kirk Cousins has had a, a way longer career than RG three has. Yeah, but not hey, because Andy. he was better than RG three. He's just he. He, y'all, y'all successfully helped him fleece the NFL for money for the last Man. decade. Right. Let me let me say this now, and then I'm really got to go. Okay. So I was I was there I was there with both of those guys, RG three and Kirk Cousins in the training camp. I got cut that training camp, so I didn't get to play the season. But I can tell you, 
just playing receiver, Kirk, you Kirk was more predictable. Very predictable because as I learned the offense, I knew, hey, I should get the ball in this coverage and blah, 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 blah. And Kirk would be delivering it that way. Robert wouldn't necessarily read it the same way. He'd do some amazing, some crazy amazing athletic throw, and you're like, well, damn, I was supposed to get the rock, but you just threw a 70-yard bomb to somebody. Like, okay. They were two different styles of guys. I think yeah. the receivers probably felt more comfortable with with Kirk just because of the consistency. You knew what you were, what you were going to get. But Robert had the ability to just take off and take, you know, make uh, spectacular plays. So they're two different type of players. I think I would have loved I would have loved to see Robert stay healthy in the offseason and get to work at playing quarterback. I would have loved him to just have an offseason just working on his footwork, working on his drops, reading more defenses, because I think he could have been spec he could have been amazing. You know, oh, getting shit. injured like that, that, you know, that that derailed <clears throat> what could have been a very, very good career. Yes. Um, you know, but it's just when you're working every offseason just to get healthy for week one, you don't really get to work on your craft. And, and in, in the NFL, you got to work on your craft all the time. You got to find a way to always be getting better at your game, not trying to just lift weights and get stronger, get healthy again. You know what I mean? Yep. Thank you. Hey, Anthony, we thank you for um for joining us, man. We really have to get you back in our rotation here. We do appreciate it. Don't forget to check Anthony out in the Believe Commanders podcast after this one. Don't leave now. Go check his podcast out. Stay with us. We're going to debate this uh, this this topic some more until yes, everyone indeed. understands that toothpick is right. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> believes that. Oh, you thank you at the same time. Yes. All right. Hey, hey yeah, I appreciate man. y'all, man. Appreciate right. y'all. Hope y'all. And A's in the building, man. Antoinette, yeah. Anthony, Anthony. I love it. I'm good over here. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, come on. Later. We appreciate you, man. All right. Man. All right. See y'all. Later. Right. That was Later. Anthony Armstrong, former Washington Redskins, Washington Commander wide receiver. He's a Redskins. So we appreciate y'all. You know, we always have the best guests and things like that. Let's get back to this topic right here. So, Lady A, you made an absolutely beautiful point that. We drafted RG3 in the first round, and we came back because the coaches wanted Kirk Cousins. It got him in the fourth round. So that's two quarterbacks from the same draft. The one in the fourth round uh, is still productive, still making money in the NFL. The one from the first round had injuries and things like that, and he's now commentating. So, so back but, to this discussion, also man. Keep in mind that out of those two, I, I specifically remember one season where both of them got hurt. And we had Colt McCoy, wasn't that? And Colt had to come in and try to save the day. Tried to save the bacon. He did, verse two. I'm just saying. So, I mean, and and then you're you're making all these points, but Carson Wentz was a first-round draft pick. He went number two. And that same year, who did we get? We drafted later on, but we Nate Sudfield. Sudfeld. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> there, there, lady, and you, you're you're helping me so so much. Listen, no, just because just because it's a first round pick doesn't mean that it's an automatic success. But the further you go away from the first round, the more likely that they are to fail. Because let's let's be let's be truthful here. First rounders get more more rope. They get more patience because we are have so much invested in them. Is that correct? Well, no. well, let me say this, because that same year that we're talking about Carson and we're talking about Nate 
that's also when Dak got drafted. Fourth round. Right. So worst mistake. What I'm saying, well, even still, he's still been he's still consistently starting for his team. And and then look at look at you had Jared Goff go number one, Carson Wentz go number two, and Paxton Lynch went number three. Oh word. So Goff had to go to a second team to catch his stride, even though he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> but he had to go to the second team. And this year he didn't with, catch his stride. With Detroit, he has. Uh, come on, man. You can't say, oh, well, he went to a Super Bowl and say he caught his stride with Detroit. Like, that's not comparable. Wait, wait. He, he didn't, he's he's even still. Hold on, hold on. Even still, he's not. Even still, he's not looked nothing like what he looked like the year they went to the Super Bowl with Detroit. He's never looked like that. But that was Todd Gurley. Come on, bro. You can't do that, man. You can't take away from the guy who's actually handing him the ball and throwing it. Say it. Help me out now. Was that Todd Gurley taking that team to the Super Bowl, or was that Jared Goff taking that team to the Super Bowl? I, I never said he was single-handedly the. I never said. I never said he was single-handedly the person who took him to the Super Bowl. But I'm still saying he executed that system to perfection. He's he still did. not he looked as good. A lot this year. Say it again. Say it. I, I didn't hear you. Todd Gurley was hurt a lot this year. Oh, okay. I, don't worry about it. Degenerative knee issue, right? Yes. Okay. I digress. Continue, pick. I'm just reading the you comments. Digress, you digress, but you you can honestly say that one year doesn't doesn't take away from Jared Goff doing this thing in Detroit, where he has more weapons. Uh, I'm not gonna say he had more. He had more gonna, weapons. He has more weapons in Detroit than he had when he was with the Rams. What are you talking you about, pick? Lamar Ross St. Brown is not a dog. Come on, dude. Stop it. And Williams wasn't dogs. Please stop it. Oh come on, bro. Come on. This bro. is getting. This is where it gets. This is where it gets kind of nasty. Wanna, this ahead, is like. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Y'all know I'm not going to talk about Detroit right now. But I do agree with John when it comes to talking about um, us drafting a quarterback in the first round. Um, honestly, us drafting a quarterback. Period. We have to trade for a good quarterback the majority of the time. So, and and Sheepdog, I'm, I'm aware that uh, what Dak was going through that particular year. I was just making a point in reference to him. But still, he's a fourth-round quarterback. It don't matter if he was projected. Sam Howe was projected second or third round. He went in the fifth. He's a fifth-rounder. But John, you gotta you gotta admit. I mean, come on, man. We're not comparing that team that that team to the freaking Detroit Lions. Come on, man. The teams aren't comparable. The coaching isn't comparable. The talent wasn't comparable. Hold on, the, bro. The, the Detroit is, who, talk about the who Detroit wanted, Lions, don't y'all. Who, who really wanted to see Detroit in the playoffs? Nobody. Detroit was My not word. a nobody who, who saw them in the playoffs? playoffs? Who did they see in the playoffs? Nobody. It wasn't their fault that they didn't. No, no, no. Playoffs. I'm asking a question. Who did they oh, play in the playoffs? They didn't. They oh, okay, didn't. thank you. I'm going to go throw this away. Thank oh, you. You said it's not their fault. Pick. It's their fault. Well, listen, do hold you, on. Hold do on. You, do you hold hear on. what I have to deal with? Hold on. It's not hold their on. fault that they didn't make listen. the playoffs. It's their listen. fault. Listen, it, it, it really, it really oh. is their fault. It, win one more game. <laughs> but listen, nobody wanted to see Detroit in the playoffs last year because they was the hottest team coming down the stretch. Not Don't worry because they didn't. 
not to me. <laughs> they, they also didn't make it, so it doesn't matter. They weren't the hottest thing. Hey, hey, pick. Remember, if you would have been like six foot, or if you'd have been a little bit taller than Lady Eight, you would have. <laughs> You would have you would have made you would have made it to the, the NFL. Only thing you'd've, that matters is taller than Ant. That's no, nope, I don't, and, and, and I don't care because I'm very comfortable oh my with myself. <laughs> I am taller than Lady A as well. Aaron, hey, you're absolutely right. That was the world's most boring Super Bowl. Yeah, that was uh the one. The best thing about that Super Bowl was the halftime where they showed the uh, hundred year uh, NFL commercial. That was also that was the best thing that they did. To be fair, that was a young gun coach that wasn't prepared for to, to make a battle against Bill Belichick. That defense was that defense. That's that's the bread and butter. That's fine, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that that's like saying put Jared Goff in that Detroit team in that same position and they win the game against the Patriots. It's like, come on, man, that's not comparable at all. That's all I'm saying. Hold on, go back because John agrees with me, guys. I mean, racer for life. How many times are you gonna say that? Like, can right. you move on, bud? No, it's, it's just you got I'm, it. I'm, we, we got I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna get us back on topic. But now. John, he he agrees with me. We've never drafted a, like an amazing quarterback. We have to trade for them. Our Super Bowl quarterbacks, where they come from? Don't no, say Bill came from. I my believe Joe. <laughs> Joe yeah, that's a, that's a long time ago. Joe was drafted by the Commanders, by the Washington Redskins. No, she said Doug. Don't say Doug. Doug, yeah, Doug came. Doug. Doug, Doug was Tampa. Yeah, clearly. Mark, Mark was also. Um, Mark Rippon was also drafted okay, by. So us. Let me let me let me say this. I love those three quarterbacks. I really do. However, they were not the best quarterbacks that we had. No, I mean Joe eventually because he, you know, he had to sit behind. Come on, man! Really? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, John. Really? <laughs> Just stop what on all these points. NFL, what other NFL team? Come on, man! No, that's the Damn. Canadian football league. He went there because he wanted to play. But we're right? saying we're. I'm saying drafting. That man's okay. familiar. That man's familiar with poutine. Listen. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that. Right, saying that me and Sarah like what? You don't know what poutine is? You need a nap. Poutine is the fries with the hey, the cheese hey, and stuff. We understand what you're saying, however. <laughs> what are you doing, saying? Like, Sarah? Sarah is stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, look, you know, you know, as we get past an hour and 30, it starts going a little, a little wompy. Right. Okay, listen. No, no, I don't need my medicine, man. My head is doing great. I don't have glasses on, so you know I'm doing real good. Dad don't either. That's why I'm shocked that he's behaving. Oh, you know how he is. He gets some contacts and he starts acting real light skin. Yeah, he do. He started acting <laughs> light skin. <laughs> <laughs> You know how he do. All right, quarterbacks. <laughs> so, so in y'all, in y'all's opinion, man, um, I, I know, I, I know I'm correct, John. But you said that it was more, but they aren't our best quarterbacks ever. Like honestly, what were you about to ask, Pete? Do y'all really think it's worth it? But the the Peyton Mannings, the Patrick Mahomes, the Tom Brady's, 
and, and Tom is a, a, another six-round pick that absolutely has to be the best quarterback ever because he has more rings than any other quarterback, but he wasn't drafted in the first round. He was pretty much an afterthought for the Bills. I mean, I'm sorry, for, for, the, um, for the Patriots. He was an afterthought for the Patriots. Hey, we need a backup for um, – God, dog. I got his face in my head, but I can't think of his name right now. Help me out. Help me out. Got knocked out. Played for Dallas. Come on. Help me out, Ant. Okay. Who are you, who you asking? Danny Warfield? Quarterback that was, the pa- that was there for the Patriots yeah, that Bay. got knocked out. In, in, in oh, you're got- talking about Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Here we go. He was, a, he, was, he was really like a project for Drew Bledsoe. And, and, and Drew knew that he could play. And he, he kept Tom with him, put him under his arm. You know what I mean? And said, hey, study. And kids studied and things like that. Thank you, Racer. Um, but truthfully, man, the way that things are right now in the NFL with these first-round quarterbacks is first-rounder, you're hitting the field. And these guys aren't really ready. They don't have the time to mature. So is it worth it? That's my real question. That's what I'm trying to get at right here. Is it worth it to draft these guys in the first round knowing that they're about to hit the field? And your team sucks because they're drafting one, two, three, four, five. Yes. It depends on the team. Right. Is, is the offensive coordinator willing to do what the quarterback does best? Or do is he one offense? of those guys, you're going to run it this way and my way and my way on? So and the answer and the answer is yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lady A. Keep in mind, Pick, Kyler Murray went to the Cardinals at number yep. one. Yep. What is he doing now? Recovering. Playing Madden. What I'm saying All is, of duty. in his career, <laughs> what is he doing now? He's stinking up the joint. And and you can't blame it on his wife. Come on now, give it to me, play. Give it to me, play, lady. He had he hop. He had he hop. One of the best wide receivers on his team. But hold on, right behind him was Daniel Jones, then Dwayne Haskins. That was in 2019. But the year before, you had Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen. And and which one of them was successful? Oh, and then Josh Rosen right behind them. And then Lamar. So that's four quarters. So you told me that's four quarterbacks in the first round and only one of them is. No, 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 no. I didn't say four. I said five. Because you you missed. So, you were talking over Lamar me Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So with that so, said, out of two all, out of five. So it depends on the team. It depends on the players. It, it's too many variables. You have to understand. Do they have an offensive line to protect them? It, it's it's too many variables for us to really say is it worth it it's up to that team and their situation if you have situational awareness in regards to your team and the players you're trying to draft then yes it's worth it it's worth I, it i say i say it's worth it because for for a point that fred smoot made we've never had 32 good quarterbacks at one time in the nfl so you have to take a jump no matter what your team is looking like, if the, the quarterback that could change the, the – if you got a guy that could be what Patrick Mahomes has been to the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to go take him. You know what I'm saying? And you pay him. It's just that simple. Yep. So. All right. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, uh, say it. Uh, are we – uh, did we hit all of our topics? Are you guys are you guys good with this right now? Good with this topic? Did we beat that horse to death? Yeah, we, is this we horse, this horse good? good? No, I think it was yeah, good. We, we hit all the time. 
And I think that was no. I don't think we. I think we. I think it was pretty good. We dispersed that pretty pretty good. Shout nah, out to the sixteen know. people. Shout out to the sixteen people watching consistently, man. Y'all dope. Yeah, yeah. That's only what on one platform. No, we got people on other platforms. Yeah, we do. We got people seventeen on, on YouTube. Oh yeah. So listen, one of the one of the things that you know we we did touch on a little bit, but but not so much is stacking the wide receivers. So Anthony did it for us. Anthony Armstrong stacked the wide receivers for it. Now I would like to get y'all's take on stacking these wide receivers in the NFC East, and um, y'all tell me how they how they look to y'all, and tell me why they are uh, number one. That's all I want is your number one team. And let's start with you. Give me Eagles. your. Best wide receivers in the NFC East, the core, all of them, not just the individuals. And, and tell Eagles, me why they're one. Eagles, because I feel like, yes, you could argue that uh, that uh, Washington has the most talented guys, but to a certain degree, you could argue that they had to do the Eagles had to do more with less because as much as Jalen worked to get better in the offseason, and people don't give him credit for that, he still was very limited in a lot of the other routes, the parts of the route tree. So I still got to give it to them because they both produced and produced at a high level consistently and took that thing from last seed to to the number one seed in the playoffs. That's just that's impeccable to me. All right, Lady A. I'm still going to go with Washington, not because it's my team. It's because we're sitting here talking about just the wide receivers. Um, so I'm looking at talent. I'm looking at. If, if you take the the same core and you put them with better coaches or switch them around, let's say you took the Washington core with the um, Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff, who knows what that's going to look like. I'm going to put Philly at number two um, because I'm and I kind of want to piggyback off of what Ant was saying. It speaks volumes to bring your team out of the gutter you yeah real talk even with Jalen um so I do think that Jalen does play a part in that but we're again we're only talking about the wide receivers so I'm gonna put those two one two I'm gonna put Giants last so of course that would put Cowboys at number three okay say it fair Oh, say it's pulling stats. So let me go ahead and jump in there while I said, do he do? Hey, say y'all know, man. I don't lie. Say it is all facts and stats, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna right. do talent. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta say that Philly's number one for me, and I, I'm not not being a home. I'm gonna say Philly's number one for me. More consistent quarterback play. The, the wide receivers just seem to stay open. Even their third wide receiver gets open, but. A lot of that could be predicated to a dual threat quarterback that is not afraid to bench press a whole football team. And after that, I'm gonna go with Washington. Um, I think it's a more complete wide receiver, a more complete wide receiver group than the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys just added um, uh, your guy out of Houston. Uh, what's his Brandon last name? Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Brandon they Cooks. just they just added Brandon Cooks, and I screamed that C.D. Lamb needed help. And I think they got it, and Brandy Cooks is going to take the, the top off of the defense. Now, as far as the Giants go, like I said, last year they had no wide receivers, so I don't know who their wide receiver group is going to be this year, but I'm expecting them to be better. And Daniel Jones, hopefully he throws a lot more uh, interceptions this year. So, say it, it's on you. 
All right. Uh, I will. I will say this uh, about the Cowboys. They went out and uh, signed a bunch of undrafted free agents as they're trying to make mm-hmm. some moves to uh, be deeper at the wide receiver position. That's what I was looking at. It was. It was something that popped up on the screen that I was watching. Um, you can't take away what um, Philadelphia did um, with the with the wide receiver that they have. They went out and uh, signed an undrafted free agent wide receiver who's tall. Uh, I mean, that's this year, but um, but I don't think they were number. They're not number one depth wise. Uh, Washington would be number one death wise. And then the Eagles, and then the Cowboys, and then we all know the Giants because the Giants really had nobody to throw the ball to. Right. But what I will say is, you know, like I was saying about the Cowboys, they went out and they signed a bunch of undrafted free agents mm-hmm. to see if someone can give them extra spin, extra wheels extra movement at the wide receiver position to open it up. Uh, them bringing in Brandon Cook is going to take the top off. Uh, unfortunately for Brandon Cooks, he's been trade bait for some unknown reason his whole career. The guy has been spectacular his whole career, but he's continuously gotten traded. Uh, so you know why? No, you know why? Because his brain is floating around in a bunch of fluid right now. He can't. He has a concussion every year. Oh, every that, that year. Happened after um, when he was traded from, who was it? He was traded from was it Saints? <laughs> what sheepdog? Sheepdog. What you up. got going? <laughs> what is going on? Corner. Go to the corner. Y'all can't even believe that he's going to trial. He still got an ankle monitor. Sheepdog <laughs> will never be in trouble. That's my guy. He's never going to be in trouble. We need, <laughs> yeah, need to go today. Yeah, and don't forget, put this on your calendars. Ant's birthday is July 13th. You know, put that on your calendars. Uh, yeah. Mark that down. Make sure that alarm goes off so we can all wish Ann a happy birthday. Y'all know it's Twitter. My Blow birthday before Ann. So Ain't nobody can't... asking about you. See how women, these women, man. We real I'm not Who real stank? Don't worry about it. It had nothing to do with you. You see how the women are, man. Hey, <laughs> what about me? Happy birthday, Don. Happy birthday, Don. Early happy birthday, dump truck Don with the hats. Yeah. Y'all can see Don on the first Saturday of every month, too, right here on First Stream Podcast as well. Shout out to Mrs. Don wilson too who uh was on at my twitter today um that was an awesome job listen man we appreciate each and every one of our guests that came through lady e um i think she had her twitter information on there outstanding um uh outstanding guest she we we will have her back we really appreciate her coming through and we had anthony armstrong former washington redskins um wide receiver we're definitely going to have him back so thank each and every one of you guys for watching we appreciate y'all and if you really like this don't forget tomorrow tomorrow you can uh catch us on all audio platforms stitcher anchor um spotify itunes and all that good stuff too don't forget to like and subscribe to the first stream podcast we appreciate each and every one of y'all for watching and 
kicking it with us right there. Say it, are you ready? Hold on, hold on. Y'all see Pitt got him a new mic. He sound all good now. Look at you, boy. I'm proud of you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, sound, you sound so you sound so good that dog that boy i'm talking about you professional yeah, man and what is off, a, nobody even what, noticed oh no we noticed yeah, we what noticed. is a what is what is them suit land shorties what is that yeah, Pick, know. You know? Know. Suitland, i'm not from suitland so who man y'all know y'all know he be talking dc slang to us right y'all know that <laughs> what does that mean is that like is that like is that like is that like a is that like is that like is that like saying a hoochie no suitland is a town that's oh yeah who from suitland pg county suitland went to uh Oh, okay. He's talking about Kevin Durant. He's talking about Kevin. Yeah, no, no, no. Nah, he said, "Watch out, Aunt. Them suitless shorties are dangerous." I don't know who he's talking about because I uh, lady, lady A from PG County, but, but not you she. are dangerous. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right, let's get out of here, man. All right, see, let's do this, man. All right. Shouts out to my son, United States Air Force. First three podcast, second to none. Come get some. <laughs> Tell him, Dad. Go dogs. Go dogs. I don't know what answer.